The products discussed in this podcast are only available in the United States. Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. Today is the fourth quarter 2023 Von Nelson Select Recap. And with me today is Lead Senior Portfolio Manager, Scott Weber. And with that, Scott, I will turn things over to you. Thanks, Dan. Good to see you. Um, I think everyone knows the market rallied nicely in the quarter. It uh, started in late October and carried right on through the year end. Old Santa Claus came through for us. That breadth that you saw in that rally was helpful to select, uh, but, but not helpful enough to let the portfolio really outperform. Uh, the selection was a detractor for the quarter uh, as we trailed the index a little bit. What we saw is that small cap outperformed large cap for the first time in a while. The uh, so-called Magnificent 7 finished strong, but the equal weight index matched the cap-weighted performance during the quarter. Uh, certainly not for the year, but anyway, that's a, that's a shift from what we've seen lately. Um, the recession that everyone keeps looking over their shoulder for still hadn't arrived, but the narrative that the market's using has shifted firmly towards the soft landing camp. And In fact, uh, if you look at Fed Fund futures, they're actually a bit ahead of the dot plot in pricing and cuts for this year. Both PCE and CPI have fallen to the low 3% range. We get a new number on CPI actually tomorrow. I'd love to have it now, um, or, you know, but we don't know what it's going to be. So on, at least on a year-over-year basis, those numbers are getting back into the, the, into the range, uh, which uh, is allowing the, the market to expect the Fed to have room to cut rates this year. Um, and, and as I mentioned, the market thinks they're going to cut more than the Fed's indicated or suggested that they might. Although, reminder, the Fed always says they're data dependent. So let's see. The other interesting thing is it's an election year. And uh, on the Federal Reserve Board of Governors, the voters' slate tilts a little bit more dovish this year than it has in the past. But both of those are political statements that I don't know how to invest around, but we're certainly observant of them. Looking to contribution uh, in the portfolio during the quarter, you know, it's a double-digit return. So that's a lovely thing. REITs, tech, financials, all led. Energy stood out as a sector detractor, and much of that really can be described as the inverse of the prior quarter. Um, Flipping to attribution, um, again, Select had a great quarter, uh, just didn't didn't outperform uh, the overall uh, market. There were two names that hurt performance during the quarter. One of them was due to an an acquisition. They made an acquisition that's going to be diluted for a bit of time. Uh, the other one was a name that was due to a weak print. We sold that latter name in mid-October, and uh, as you look at it now, it didn't really keep pace with the market for the rally, so I guess that was the right decision for the, for the time being. Uh, we'll, we'll see. You know, history will tell us. With respect to um, sector-level attribution discussion, healthcare, materials, and tech all led the way with good gains. Financials and staples were detractors from a relative standpoint. And um, energy holdings went down a little bit more than index holdings there. And uh, cash was not a meaningful impact there, as it is in our normal sort of range of about 2%. Looking next towards the changes that we made during the quarter, it's really in line with what we've done in the past. We bought three names. We sold four. We, um, we added to a few uh, early in the quarter at a very attractive price. Uh, was a little bit slower towards the latter part of the quarter. We did harvest some gains from a couple of names and sold two names where, well, we're not going to distribute gains from them. Um, the ideal list that we have is really solid. Uh, there's a couple of names that we're really busy working on that may get included into the portfolio here this quarter, um, but, but 
we'll, we'll see see about that and talk about it at the uh, at the end of this quarter with that podcast. Uh, ideals that we're still seeking are resilience and the ability to accelerate internal investing, i.e. looking for incrementally improving ROIC. And we are finding businesses, and there are plenty of companies right now, particularly as some have had to take inventory levels down, et cetera. We're, we're finding some interesting opportunities where, where you do have management teams that are deciding to, to invest. We like our current positioning, and uh, we have a lot of ideas that are close, and so we would be prepared to act if the market gave us that opportunity. We hold 29 positions at year end. The exposures of those positions remain consistent with our typical profile, really high active share, higher to similar ROE and ROA. The market cap skews a little bit smaller than the index, and, and that's probably going to continue. I think it was in the low 500 uh, billion range versus uh, the, the index at about 722. Um, the valuation uh, is a little bit above the index and his historicals. It's also worth pointing out that the index itself is a little bit richly valued, uh, not grossly so. Um, turning next to factors. Uh, according to the, the factor work that we've done, uh, stock-specific returns were, were, were negative with respect to a relative view, and that, that caused a little bit of underperformance. Uh, there was one name in energy that was meaningful there. There were a couple others that, that added to it, but but it wasn't the simple, you didn't own enough of the Magnificent Seven like it has been in the past. Style returns, however, were positive, mainly as we were overweight to market sensitivity, sensitivity rather, which offset negatives from underweighting dividend yield and value. Uh, that overweight towards a growth factor um, helped. Um, and and all, all that said, in a quarter that's up low double digits, that market sensitivity point being you know, a, a bigger contributor, even though it's even we may have less exposure there, uh, is is not really surprising. Industry returns, industry returns were positive. Uh, we were underweight discretionary in tech, which uh, helped offset some of the negatives from being overweight healthcare. The portfolio still shows, by our measure, uh, I'd say a, a different or, or greater level of diversification than the benchmark. Tracking error or active risk is about just under 4%, which is an appropriate range, and the stock-specific exposure account for 92% of the active risk. So again, this is a strategy that's made up of idiosyncratic ideas, and that's shown through this factor exposure. Looking at macro, um, I think the market's pretty much giving up at the moment on waiting for that recession. Uh, there are plenty of economic statistics that we can trot out to support that view and an opposing view. Uh, but I would say that the broad market performance in fourth quarter showed that rotation both in sector level and in the participation of smaller caps. In fact, smaller caps outperformed. That's a healthy thing uh, to see broader participation. And it also usually inures to the benefit of relative performance for our strategy here. Um, inflation fears are fading uh, relative to where we were a year and two years ago as both CPI and PCE really have, have kind of fallen towards that target range. It'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see as that pace of descent slows where that, those numbers begin to base, and that will dictate, frankly, what, what the Fed can do should they determine that it is in their interest or in the country's interest to change the, the federal funds or the discount rate. Uh, interest rates are also obviously off their recent peak. 
And interestingly enough, spreads remain really, really narrow on investment grade and high yield, both in the United States and in Europe, but particularly here. Jobs data still nothing to say, but, but generally good things there. Sentiment seems to be pretty strong. Um, some leading indicators will still point towards a recession, as I alluded to before, but the market narrative has shift, clearly shifted away from that concern. Uh, the, the strikes that we've had recently and a broadening of conflict, you know, war specifically, um, usually are the sorts of things to rekindle inflation fears, and they've not been strong enough to really make that a problem, at least in the mind of investors. Next, turning to valuation, uh, I've seen ample data that suggests that the market is, certainly the domestic stocks are a bit more expensive than, than uh, foreign stocks, both large and uh, small, both developed and EM. Uh, there are some fundamental reasons to explain that, but generally speaking, if you benchmark that against their historical levels, it's a little bit high. Not out of control high, but a little bit high. Um, that sector rotation that I alluded to earlier led to smalls really outperforming in the quarter, um, and it's nice to see them participate in the rally. Um, and, and it's not terribly surprising given the higher, relatively higher reliance on external capital among smaller names to see that in concert with a little relief in the, in the pace of interest rates. Lastly, going towards our current positioning, it's really not altogether different from last quarter, uh, given the, you know, just a couple of names moved in and out, that makes sense. The beta of the strategy here is still a bit below the index. We think that we've chosen names that allow perform over the long run, and, uh, and so we're, we're excited about what we own. There's not a real problem child, so to speak. We did have to pull a couple of weeds from the garden in 2023. And Lord knows a couple will pop up in 2024 and we'll be ready to get rid of them. And, but, but hopefully those will be meaningless with respect to the overall performance. I'd say there's a little bit of a conservative bent. Uh, that doesn't mean we're defensive. That just means that we're not necessarily full on the gas pedal. Um, and the market is, is kind of looking for leadership. Uh, and it's it, it seems like that, that may be the narrative, at, at least that's what we're watching, until you get a decided view or at least something that investors can grab a hold of and extrapolate with respect to policy action, with respect to geopolitical, or with respect to earnings forecasts, which seem to, uh, at least from a market standpoint, have reached a, a lower point and now getting a chance to grow a bit. Although I will hasten to add that if we have less inflation, that means that companies that are taking price have a bit harder time. And so I would not suggest that earnings growth would accelerate meaningfully in the absence uh, of inflation. And with that, I think it wraps it, Dan. I'll throw it back to you. All right. So Scott, with that, we'll put a wrap on 2023. Um, we look forward to having you back here in the end of the first quarter. Thanks, Dan.